0: You're here for a special book.
1: Okay, come on, read the book.
0: Right, go. Hey, right. okay, read. Go. go. Wait, read. Ah, evil demons, Brexit ah! monsters, haunted houses, graveyard. The ones you read are safe. Story, story, it's not
1: real.
2: Hey, everyone. Uh, Jesse and I are back for another Patreon edition of Where the Books Are Buried.
3: Hi, my name's Morgan Freeman. You may remember me from such films as I Want to Put These Chicken Tenders in Your Deep Fryer. (laughs) No. Or other movies such as I'm Sorry I Confused Your Vagina for a Chinese Finger Trap. I Can't Get It Out Now. Watch me flex my butt cheeks. Watch me. Well, Watch me. Fl- I'm flexing them.
2: Do you think his butt cheeks are as freckled as his face?
3: Yes. <laughs> like really freckled.
1: Yeah.
3: I, I imagine him when he walks in the bedroom to have sex with somebody that he's actively narrating it as he's doing what he's doing. And he went down between her thighs and <laughs> went blah blah, 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 And he licked her ever so slightly and she quivered quivered ever and the woman's like looking at him and she's like i'm not quivering and he's like she, she quivered <laughs> and he's just looking at her waiting for her to quiver and follow his commands and it's really strange yeah
2: i mean I, this conversation is strange <laughs> <laughs> uh, so guys as we mentioned um we're going to try to do this regularly i mean if we can manage to do it weekly i think we'll try to do that but um, don't
3: expect it to be weekly i can't possibly be yeah, i, mean, I can't true. read one of these books a week This just happened to be a a fluke that I I read this book so quickly because I was like drawn into it. It was
2: good. Yeah, it was a good one.
3: Steph had already had hers read, so I was trying to... I
2: did. You were catching up.
3: I was trying to catch up with Steph because she was already on like her next book, so... I, I wanted to get through it so I can get beyond the same levels her, so we can keep doing these things at a regular pace. And I'm
2: sorry, I will slow my pace down a little well, bit. No, no, no. I wanted,
3: I wanted to. No, you don't have to do that. I okay. just wanted, to, I wanted this book to still feel fresh in your mind, and I yeah. didn't want to have to like. I want, I didn't want you to have to wait like another week for me to have no, to read and another book. I appreciate
2: book. that because already I was like forgetting stuff, and I had to go back. Yeah, through Yeah, it, so. I mean,
3: it's William Johnstone, so
2: yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. So, so, are you gonna start us off today?
3: Yeah, I'll go first, okay. and then I, yours is gonna be a clusterfuck, so you oh, can you is. can end it totally. So, I actually, um. <laughs> So, uh, if you're familiar with Paperbacks from Hell, and we talk about it all the time with all this, time. you know, because this is what kind of inspired this whole segment, um, you'd be familiar with this. Um, actually, I thought it was a full, when I read Paperbacks from Hell, he talked about it, like, in, and usually if you read that book, he only gives, like, maybe, like, a sentence to description of, like, particular books because he talks about so much. Yeah. So, I, I didn't realize that this was, like, more of a short story when I ordered this book. And um, it actually came like it's a smaller hardback book. It's not an actual paperback. It's not a paperback. But you can get the um, the actual paperback of just this one story. But the story is only like 90 pages, so it's pretty short. Oh, okay. So these are two stories by the author uh, Elizabeth uh, Engstrom. And she's 67 years old currently. And the stories I'm going to talk about are When Darkness Loves Us, which was primarily the story I wanted to read. Mm-hmm. And the second story is called Beauty Is. And all together, it's 250 pages for the whole little hardcover oh, book. Oh, that's not bad. And it's from 1985. That's how I was able to read it so quickly. I mean, yeah. I read it in like two nights. It burned through it pretty quickly. And it's uh, and it was very enjoyable. But you may, um, or you probably don't you know, recognize this author's name, but she did write uh, other pairbacks, such as Black Ambrosia.
2: Ooh, I love Ambrosia.
3: Lizard Wine.
2: What does that Which mean? doesn't
3: sound good. No, I just doesn't. I just imagine I just picture like getting an iguana and straining it until Ew, all the juices come out, and that's then gross. you go bleh bleh on that.
2: And all the salmonella. Yeah,
3: <laughs> black leather and more. Currently, she has written a book called "How to Write a Sizzling Sex Scene." Whoa! So shit. Um. So we'll talk about uh, when darkness loves us first. Uh, like I said, ninety pages. I'll give you kind of like a little outline here. Sally Ann is a bright and bubbling farm girl, still caught in the thrill of a brand new husband and a shining future ahead. When a careless exploration leaves her trapped underground, she learns to live again in the absence of everything she once knew. Even driven by love and light, Sally Ann finds the deepest, darkest within her when darkness loves us.
2: Oh shit, I remember you talking about this and I remember reading about it, the story.
3: Yeah, it um, it just, it was like, for whatever reason, the story like really, really appealed to me. Yeah. So I'm going to read another kind of like, this is going to be like an outline of the actual story, and then I'll kind of talk about it myself. Sally Hickson, a pregnant farm bride at 16. Who is accidentally trapped in an underground cave. In this cave world, Sally Ann communes with the ghost of a dead sweetheart, gives birth to baby Clint, and supposedly lives contently for 20 years. What? Then she returns to the upper world. Well, you know
2: what? She's only thirty six when she gets out. That's not bad. She still has a full life. To live. Um. No.
3: Well, you'll <laughs> no. find out that things aren't so good when she gets out. <laughs> she then returns to the upper world, learns that her husband has remarried, and steals a girl child to become the girlfriend of her son oh, okay. underground. I don't. It's, it's it was written weird. The story starts off, and like I said, it's 90 pages, so it's like, you know, there's only so much I could talk about it, but it, a lot happens in this 90 pages, you'd be yeah. surprised. So what? how the book is laid out is, there's, I don't want to, I guess there's, yeah, there's chapters, and every chapter, there's a jump forward in time. Oh, okay. So it starts off with her, she's um, running out in a field as her you know, newly married husband is um, out like farming and she's like spying on him like ooh I can't wait to have sex later I'm getting all horny I'm getting all moist in my vagina thinking about having sex with him later and stuff like that in
2: her pregnant vagina
3: and she's like peeking in the woods at him as he's out in this field and she notices that there's this like underground like there's this door that's open and it's this underground like system of tunnels that it's thought that the slaves used oh like underground railroad underground railroad um, almost and She knows like the um, her dad has been wanting to board it up because he doesn't want kids to get locked down there. And she's like, "Oh, I'm just going to go down there because I remember like when I used to go down here when I was like really little, and it used to freak me out." So she goes down there, and she's like, "Oh, I'm just going to go walk around a little bit." So she walks like not even. Does she have a flashlight? No, no, she, and she doesn't go far back. She walks a little oh, like okay. back and she's like, okay, I'm going to get the hell out of here. It's a little freaky. So she starts walking back to get out. And as she's walking back, she notices the light starts to go out and somebody is shutting the door on the outside and it's her husband who's shutting the door oh, no. and he locks it and she starts banging on the door, banging on it, but he can't hear her because he drove the tractor up and the tractor engine's running oh, and no. he drives away. So she sits there for a little bit and she's like, okay, he'll come back. He's going to come back and save me and he doesn't come. And eventually she has to take a shit. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> okay. "Okay, well, I don't want to take a shit right here because when they come and save me, I don't want them to have to I don't want to be embarrassed <laughs> yes, that they're going to yeah. see my poop right here." <laughs> so she's like, "I'll just walk a little further down and I'll take a poop like further down uh-huh. the cave." So she goes like she's, you know, I mean, your eyes adjust like a little bit, I guess, when you're yeah, in darkness sure for like a long pitch time. Black down but there. it's pitch black, so yeah. it's like it's not like something that has like a little bit of residual light, you know. So anyway, She ends up walking further away from the door and she kind of gets turned around. She doesn't necessarily get lost, but she kind of gets turned around and she finds this huge opening of like an underground lake. And she's like, goes to the bathroom, does her business and then she starts like skipping rocks in the lake to kind of see how big the lake is. She's just throwing rocks as hard as she can to see if she still Mm -hmm. hears the water and she throws it and she throws it and she throws it and then she finally hears like, you know, land on the other side. So she's like, okay and she finds out that she can like kind of walk around the side of the lake and get to the other side. Oh, well, thank
2: God she didn't go in cuz I thought you were going to say she swims across it. No, no, she doesn't okay. swim across it. <laughs> okay.
3: So she gets she goes to gets to the other side and as she's walking like away from where she came, she hears a splash from like something what? in the water. And she doesn't know what it is. She gets all freaked out. And she's like, "Oh shit, well, she's like, ah, maybe it was just like uh like something falling off the ceiling or whatever." And she hears a splash again. And she's kind of like, what the fuck? And then she hears a third splash, and she just takes off running because she's like, what the oh, fuck is my that? Guess. So she runs deep into the cave system. Uh-huh. And eventually, she gets lost in there. And she kind of like freaks out.
2: C- well, can I... Yeah. Uh, when you're describing this underground lake cave thing, do you yeah. know what I'm picturing in my mind? Does that? No, I'm picturing Goonies. the fucking animated Hobbit where Boba Baggins meets Gollum in that fucking... Cave Lake.
3: Yeah, that's kind of. I mean, I kind of did picture that in, but more the more recent uh, Lord of the Rings, I pictured in my head. So she runs off and she starts freaking out, and all of a sudden, this ghost comes to her, and it's the ghost of her. She was, she was, and I didn't mention this before, but she was to be married before her current husband, but he went over to Vietnam and got killed.
2: And how old was she then? I guess,
3: I guess, fifteen or fourteen. Jesus, who knows. And so, he comes and he's like, hey, what's going on? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. And
3: he's like, you need to eat. And you realize that a time has passed because it's a new chapter. So, time has actually oh, passed at this point. Okay. And you find out that... I, I don't really think they give you a time at this point. Just time has elapsed because she finds out basically that she has like a lump in her stomach and that she's pregnant.
2: Oh, so she didn't know she
3: was pregnant. And so, okay. she's all weak and tired. And this ghost is like, you need to eat. You need to eat these slugs. Mm -hmm. They're on the walls. These juicy slugs need to eat them to survive. So she starts eating slugs. (laughs) And she finds, like, a stream under there, and she starts drinking the stream water. And she finds, like, um, moss, and she eats the moss. And she finds, like, this whole uh, cave... Part that has like all these mushrooms in it, and she starts eating mushrooms. Thank God
2: they weren't poisonous. Even though the
3: ghost is telling her you shouldn't eat the mushrooms, you can get really sick from them. But it turns out she doesn't get sick. Oh, well, that's good. And eventually, they explore. Her and the ghost explore like (laughs) this whole. They explore like all all kinds of parts of this cave system, Mm. and they discover this huge, huge like she said. They they describe it as like the size of like a stadium, and it's basically like this cavern that's full of skeletons, and it's all like slaves that had that had got lost down there and died obviously yeah. so she ends up making a bunch of weapons with their bones oh to go like God. fishing in the stream is and, there a fish in the stream yeah there's fish in there <laughs> and sometimes like shit gets washed down like yeah. cabbage and oh, apples and stuff okay. like that and she doesn't realize where it comes from so another time uh more time passes and she's giving birth to the child mm-hmm. and the ghost is helping her through it saying <laughs> like you know you can do this don't worry about it you can do it blah blah, blah. gives birth to the child they save the placenta to eat
2: I mean, it's the hip thing to do. Yeah,
3: they save it. They save it because the stem cells. They want that skin to be so soft, so (laughs) so moist. They save the um, placenta to eat later, and various shit happens about like her raising the kid in this thing, and like he's more. He's more in tune with it because he's been born into it so right. he deals with it a lot better than she does right like this is all he's known so
2: he's right he's so he's, more he's adapted like adapting to it, to it. Yeah.
3: He, he runs around in the cave you can see he has fun down there he thinks that's what it is and she's basically raising him through some of these chapters and saying like you know one day your dad's gonna come and save us. And, you know, he's going to bring us up to the light where the light is. And he doesn't understand the concept of light.
2: Right. That's crazy. He doesn't
3: understand the concept of, like, all these things. And she tries to describe it to him. And he basically comes to think that his mom's crazy. That, like, this doesn't exist. That she's, like, something's not right with his mom. And So does
2: he think that they're the only two people that are alive?
3: um, Well, you find out later what what he really thinks. So some time elapses and... You know, she has gotten very, very, very sickly-looking from being living down there for so long, and she's like, I've had enough of this shit. He deserves a better life than living down this cave. We need to find a way out. So he, he gets her... He, I mean, I'm sorry. She gets her son and, try, and is like, we need to go back to where the monster is. So they don't go back to that part where the thing is because she tells him there's a monster that lives in the lake oh, okay. that she heard. So okay. that's why they don't ever go back down that way. So they go back down... um. They go back down that way, and it's still all boarded up, and there's no way out. And he's like, I don't want to leave. Why do you want to leave me? Am I not good enough for you? Mm-hmm. It's like, this is where we live. This is this is what our life is. And he's like, I don't want you to to try to find something else. There's nothing else up there. And he runs away, and he leaves her, because he wants to stay down in the, in the, in the darkness. Yeah. So, eventually, she's like, okay, I got to go. I got to figure this out on my own, then. So, she the, the part that she went, that she first came down, in is still locked. So, she goes back back. Through and explores all these other Parts of the caves that she never explored before And she eventually comes to this huge brick Wall and She's like oh shit this is man made I can find my way out So she starts clawing at the At the bricks trying to get like this You know like the, the molding From in between the yeah. bricks out and she Like tries scrapes her fingers to like uh. the bone And she like fucks and she takes she removes one Brick and finds out that there's a brick in back of That brick oh no so it's like a whole struggle For her like passing out waking up passing out, waking up, and she finally gets through, makes a hole wide enough for her to crawl into, and she opens up and gets to their side, and it's this rank smell comes from inside this circular tube that she's in, and she looks down into it, and she can't see the bottom, so she throws a rock, and it just goes and goes and goes and goes, and then she finally hears a splash, and she's like, okay, this is probably like a well, because I can't see the top of it, it's probably like boarded up, so she's like, I'm gonna climb to the top of this well. But I'm too weak to do it. So basically she gathers a bunch of slugs and a bunch of <laughs> and a bunch of moss yeah. and, and makes a little like backpack out of like um just, like dried up peat moss uh-huh. and puts slugs in it. And she starts making her way up this tunnel. I don't know how much time is supposed to have elapsed of her getting up this tunnel, but weeks. She basically has she basically Positions herself in a way where her butt's against the side and her legs are straight. So she's oh, kind of like locked in. So it's kind
2: of small. Okay, I was picturing it like bigger than that. And
3: she goes little by little by little by little. And uh, eats
2: the slugs uh, when she needs to. Uh,
3: yeah, exactly. And she gets finally gets to the top and starts punching up the wood, punching up the wood, punching up the wood. And she breaks through and she starts climbing up and then it cuts. And now it's present time. Okay, And it's giving you a little insight into what happened to her husband. And he's uh. older now, and he remarried, and he remarried her sister.
2: <gasps> oh shit!
3: And they have kids. Scandalous. So, like, I, as I said, she doesn't realize yet that twenty years has passed, but twenty years has passed now.
2: That's insane. I mean, I guess you would—you would have no concept of time.
3: No, At you all. wouldn't. I mean, you're in the darkness. Just, I can't even imagine like just living through no, that. It's I like I would die. Yeah. I would kill myself.
0: Yeah.
3: Um. So he is. I don't. I don't remember what exactly he's doing, but he's kind of like doing his normal f- farm stuff, and he has kids, and his kids are run into the room and they're like, we hear he leaves and he goes somewhere and his kids run into the house and Sally's mom is in there and she's older now, obviously, and she's like the, um, the grandmother. Yeah. And they're like, Grandma, we hear something in the old well. Something's tapping. Something's tapping to come out. So they go out there and they hear like a, like a faint tapping noise and she's like, that's not anything. Don't worry about it. So one of the kids like taps on it and the tapping gets really, really crazy. So they open it up and rip it open. And um the sister's there too and they pull her out and the sister is like oh my god it's Sally, but holy shit the sister hates Sally because she always had to live in the shadow of Sally oh. because the sister's fat like pudgy yeah and not as attractive as Sally was. But when they pull Sally out, she has no hair. Her face is all like like messed up. She's got like no her teeth that she does have still in her mouth are like black. Oh. Yeah, she has like patchy like white hair they say, and she just looks like you know like a skeleton pretty right. much. So they pull her out, bring her in the house, and. First thing she wants to do is see her husband, and the mom has to tell her eventually that, "Listen, your husband remarried your sister. Oh
2: my god, what a mind And fuck.
3: they have kids, <laughs> and she's like, "Well, what are you talking about? It hasn't been this. It hasn't been that long. How long has it been? It hasn't been that long at all. So I didn't mention it. But this whole time that time has been passing." She is still breastfeeding her kid <gasps> down in Who the caves. Who is now
2: 20 years old.
3: And her breasts have been, like, dry. She knows there's no more milk in there. She thought something was the matter with her. And it was kind of like a bonding experience for them to do it because, like, oh, they were so alone down there. I'm so grossed out. And you find out that 20 years has passed. So her son's been 20, and she's still been <laughs> breastfeeding him down there. <laughs>
2: that makes no sense, though, because she would know how large a 20-year-old man is. Well,
3: I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, I get that. Yeah, but, but, but she's I get, just I get, probably crazy, too. She's, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. There was no reasoning for that. But anyway... So you find out, she finds out 20 years has passed and she's like, what the fuck? So she wants to get like, you know, she wants to go see her husband. Well, she eventually, eventually her husband ends up seeing her and doesn't recognize her because she's so fucked up. So then she becomes obsessed with the idea of like looking pretty again. So she wants to go to the dentist and get like real teeth put in and wants to do this and wants to do that, blah, 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 blah. But is the
2: sun still in the son
3: is still down there and she's like and she her basically her reasoning is he was he was born down there he can survive down there better than i can now so he's gonna be fine when she was climbing up the tube her son peeked her head up and was like come back mommy come back don't go up there don't go up there so he he, the kid knows that she's up there but he watched them board it back up after she left which you see when they cut back like through the chapters okay so he's still down there yeah And so some time passes and I don't know if you're supposed to know how much time passes, but during this time it cuts to the sun and the sun has gone crazy and he starts ripping apart like crayfish and torturing them and jerking off thinking about how he wants to torture his mom. And when she comes back, he's going to like rip her arms off and, you know, make her beg for forgiveness for leaving him down there and like all this weird shit. She like describes masturbating in a very strange way. It's like he was tugging at it until he got released and and he he felt better afterwards. So eventually she does meet her husband again and is like, um, I'm Sally. What the fuck, dude? Were like you, you fucking locked me yeah.
2: in the caves. You locked me
3: down there. And he was like, oh my god, we went down there and we searched. And no, but we didn't find anybody because the caves were so big. And, you know, we we thought you were dead. We thought you, eventually, oh we just god. thought you died and that you went, or you, like, left and went somewhere else, ran off to be with somebody else. He's like, but I missed you and blah, 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 blah. And she's like, that's bullshit. And she runs back off and goes down into the caves with uh With, with Clint, her son. With Clint, yeah. yeah. So... Then she Wait fi- did she
2: ever does she ever tell her husband that, that she had a son?
3: So she goes back okay. and she says, Listen, we have she shows up at the house and her sister's like, You need to leave. And she's like, No, I want to talk to talk to my husband. And she's like, It's my husband, blah, 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 and they start fighting. And then eventually he comes in and he's like, What's going on? And she says, We have a son down there and he's happy and I want you to meet your son and blah, blah blah blah. And she's like He's like, No, there's no son down there, you're crazy. And he's like, Oh no? okay, fine. And she leaves. And then he, they go to sleep. And the next day, he wakes up and his daughter's missing.
2: Oh, no. And you
3: find out that she took his daughter down into the caves to be Clint, her, her son, her cave son, to be his wife.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
2: So, they could
3: have children.
1: Holy shit.
2: Yeah.
3: So, then it fast forwards in time. And Clint has kids with that girl in this new part of the cave, because he knew <sighs> they were going
2: to come look for him. they were going to come her. look yeah. for him.
3: So they went into this further down part of the cave where it was like a ca- cavern that you could only get to if you went under the water <gasps> and swam and surfaced. Secret. And there was this big opening there where they lived. So they lived there and had kids. And eventually, <laughs> oh she's God. like, "I'm going to go back now, and I'm going to I'm going to get my husband. He's coming back down here with us." So they go down there into the caves, and um. The husband's there and she's kind of like the more she's with him in the caves the more she's disgusted by him and wondering how she could ever like have been with him because he's so weak and and scared and she's like he's pathetic i don't know how i could ever been with him so she kind of starts fucking with him down in the caves and she decides that she actually doesn't want him to meet clint and the kids so she takes him to this other part of the cave And pretends, makes this, makes up this whole scene to look like she actually is crazy. And she's talking to, like, darkness. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no one's here. What are you talking about? And she's like, how you doing, Clint? And how you doing, Mary? Blah, blah, blah. Here's the grandkids. And he's like, that's it. I'm getting out of here. So, he's like, I'm going to walk you back. So, they start walking back. And they get to the fucking lake where the monster was. And they hear something. And he's like, did you hear that? What was that? And he falls into the water and something starts eating him. Oh
2: my God. Something
3: starts eating his body and something was in there, but you don't ever find out. You don't ever find out what it was. Ah. And then it cuts to like her son, Clint, and she comes back and Clint's like super happy that like... He's dead now. The dad's dead. So she can't be obsessed with going back to the surface. And he, he basically just plans on making like a whole tribe of children down there by having sex with his mom. <gasps> no! And having sex with this, with, with that girl. With, with his. <laughs>
2: with his cousin. <laughs> with, with
3: his cousin. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, we're going to have a whole army of like little mutoids down here. I'm just going to keep having sex and it's going to be the best. The end.
2: Holy God. Yeah.
3: All that in like 90 pages. Yeah, that's crazy. It was fun. I couldn't stop reading it. It was like... It's I, so good. I couldn't stop reading it. It was great. It was yeah. really great. And she's actually like a competent writer. It's not like reading...
2: Johnstone? I mean, listen, it's, not, it's, it's 90 pages.
3: So like, yeah. you know, you can kind of like... It's easier to write 90 pages and make it interesting than 400 right, pages. Novel, yeah. Right. But No, still. but it's,
2: it's, it's an accomplishment to get that much of a coherent story done in 90 pages.
3: Okay, so I'm going to move on to my next story.
2: Which I'm super excited to hear about.
3: Same author, obviously. Yes. Um, Beauty is, Fern and Harry Maines are a young couple trying to cope with farm life in the Midwest in the 1930s. Fern soon discovers within herself a gift for healing the sick and earns the respect of the entire town. Harry is just a farmer, a plain and simple man, as proud of his gifted wife as the townspeople are. Yet... How can he be sure it is really God's power Fern is using to heal?
2: Or is
0: she a witch? Witches of (laughs) New England! You (laughs) understand?
3: Yes. (laughs) When they decide to have a baby, Harry believes he has been given his answer. For their newborn daughter is not normal. Harry is so horrified by the sight of Martha that he refuses to have anything to do with her. Martha must grow up shunned and hated by her father. After an act of unspeakable cruelty, she withdraws from reality altogether. Beauty is tells the story of Martha's life in the town after her parents die. All right. I think it's
2: interesting that both stories take place like in a, in a farmland.
3: The I think what's really cool about her stories is it's it's basically one simple kind of event that changes the course of an entire person's life. Right. Let me read the second synopsis here kind of like I did with the first story. Old Martha Maines has been a part of Morgan, Illinois, since her birth. The whole town knows her as a dim-witted woman who was born without a nose, but Martha's mind wasn't always a blank slate. Unlocking the monster buried deep in her memories may bring back the sparkling child she once was, or it may send all those around her crashing down into the nightmares of a little girl gone wrong. So this one's going to be a little bit more difficult for me to explain, but I'll do my best with it. Because it, okay. it kind of, a lot of the surprises that are given to you are given to you because they're jumping. They start currently, with Martha currently. Oh, it's like an old lady. And she's basically like, I think they say she's like 57 years old oh, okay. or something like that. Almost 60. Um, And she lives in this town. She lives in this shitty ass rundown farm that everything is just to shit in the farm. Everything's falling apart. um, Nothing's cleaned up. And she's kind of, and they use the word retard a million bajillion times in the story. So when I say retard, We're not going to be offended. That's the way it's worded, okay? It's not me trying to be edgy. I only try to be edgy when we're recording the actual podcast, not for our patrons. I don't try to be edgy then. (laughs) This is just normal Jesse you're getting on
1: this.
3: (laughs) I'm not nearly as intoxicated. Um, Although I am drinking a double IPA right now.
2: Yeah. So by the end of this episode, you'll be feeling toasty.
3: Yes. (laughs) So it cuts back and forth um, in time. And like I said, you get this, you kind of get this sense in the first part of actually, you know, her character itself. Like she has this routine that she does where she goes into town and she buys, she's obsessed with doing these three things, which is canning peaches, baking bread and feeding the chickens. That and sounds you,
2: like a perfect life to me. And
3: you come to find out that the reason she's obsessed with that is because that's where her responsibilities growing up. Uh, they were her okay. only responsibilities growing up. So it cuts back into the past. And it's basically her mom and her father buying a farm, trying to figure out, you know, how to run the farm. It was um, Harry's parents' farm, and he was trying to be successful. and be like a banker or something like that, and it didn't work out. So he ended up marrying and moving back and trying to make this whole farm situation work. And so it's them struggling to survive. And basically one day, Harry is out working in the fields with his buddy, and his buddy cuts his arm like really, really bad, and they come running into the house. And Fern, his wife, comes over and starts, like, Oh my god, what's the matter? What's going on? And she puts her arms on the wound and this blue energy comes and starts healing the wound. And oh. and he's like, What the fuck? What the hell happened? And like, oh, it's a miracle, and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, Holy shit, and then when the hell did this happen? I never knew I could do that.
2: See, I didn't, when you first described her, like, being able to heal, I didn't really think that it was going to be so overtly supernatural.
3: No, it's you know supernatural. I mean? Yeah, no, no, okay. no, it's, so she's kind of, like, you know, kind of caught off guard by it, and they're religious people, so she believes that, like, it's God wanting her to do, you know, his work. Right. And heal people. And at first, Harry thinks it's, like, okay, you know, and so she becomes this, known in the town as, like, the healer, so anytime someone's sick, she comes she heals them like you know whatever it is and sometimes you'll find out later in the story that people don't not necessarily everybody wants to be healed you have to want to be healed to for for her powers to be able to work on you and she can pinpoint when she touches you the sickness and where it's at and she like if you you know like later in the story i'll tell you what happens but um so she's been doing this and eventually harry starts becoming worried like War uh, wary about it. He right. doesn't like it. He's like, he he's a really like um God fearing like man. So his whole th- his whole stance is that basically, if you're doing this, something bad's gonna happen to us because you're not letting God's will happen and unfold naturally. So right. you you keep doing this, something bad's gonna happen. He tries to tell her to stop, and she's like, I'm not gonna stop. This is my purpose on this earth. So they kind of become disconnected at that point, mm-hmm. and. Not a hundred percent disconnected like they do later in the story, but there's like this there's this rift that's happening between them. And it's and during as this is happening, it's cutting back to what's going on in Martha's life currently. Mm-hmm. And not much really happens as far as developments go when they cut back to her. She's just living her life. You're getting more of a sense of her as a person, like how people view her in town. And basically everybody is super helpful in town. And you don't know why. You don't know why everybody in town's like, oh, I'll do that for you, Martha. Don't worry, Martha, I'll come and fix that for you because someone comes and cuts her lawn for her every oh. day because she can't do it. Someone comes and, f- like, fixes up her chicken coop, and you don't know why. Yeah.
2: So I just assume that the, she was, like, the weirdo who, like, lived out... So now, f- as... You know.
3: Through flashbacks, you find out that the reason the town's so helpful is because... Martha's mom, Fern, has helped the town out through so many generations of people that before she died, she wanted to set up that when I die, the town has to take care of Martha. Oh, okay. And so everybody pulled all this money together and had this huge account full of money for Martha. So when they died, when Harry died and she died, she would be taken care of. And if the financially she wasn't just being taken care of, the town would actually take care of her, and help her out and give her yeah. stuff, you know, this, uh, that okay. and the other thing. So it cuts back to the past again. And fern gets pregnant and all that stuff kind of goes to the goes to the side like you know all the stuff about harry being so against you know like her her doing the healing and this that and the other thing well then the child's born and the child looks like a mutant it has like no nose and you could see like right into its face oh god and harry's like it's you caused this by your i told you this was gonna happen nobody wanted to listen to me i told you this was gonna happen yeah so the child eventually does grow up slightly, and they decide her neighbors like you know you can take these take her to good doctors in New York, and they'll they can put a um, oh, fake nose on it. Oh. So they take the baby to New York or something like that, like a major city, and they put a the plastic surgeon puts a nose on it, and he has to make it really big because he says oh, the no. nose won't the nose won't grow, grow.
2: So she has to grow into it. So she it. has to grow oh, into the nose, no. and they put like a
3: metal like bar in there. Well, of course, that doesn't really necessarily happen, and the nose ends up, through time, getting all distorted and messed up, and she has another surgery to remove the metal that's in it. Mm -hmm. And basically, she looks like even more like a freak than she began with. And her dad hates her and says, when people are to come over, you're supposed to wait in your room. You're not allowed to go outside and play with anybody. We're going to homeschool you. You're just... you're not going to exist to oh, me. Oh, that's
2: horrible. And I don't
3: want you to ever come out into the barn. You're never to come out into the barn. That's where I work. I don't want to have to see your face. Oh, and no. so that goes on for a while. And then eventually, a trauma happens to her where she is like a normal child when she's growing up in the sense that like she's learning like a kid and she's talking to her mom and stuff like that. Then one day fern goes out to heal like this massive car accident that happens and like eight people died and there's oh, all this shit. like dead bodies and she happens to save like a couple people and they're about the accident when she comes back fern and harry are gone and she ends up finding fern uh, martha you mean uh martha I mean, yeah, yeah i'm sorry ends up finding martha uh naked in the barn laying on hay and her like eyes are glazed over and she's not responsive at all and you don't know what happened oh my god she doesn't talk she doesn't communicate, and she's basically they come to they come to find out that like she's just had some kind of event that happened that no one wants to talk about, where she just shut off to the world, and now she is basically like mentally retarded, oh, man. as they say multiple times in the story. Right. Retarded, retarded. <laughs> she's retarded. The girl's retarded. That's a retard. A thousand million times in this book, that that word is used.
2: Did it make you uncomfortable reading it? No, I loved it. Oh.
3: <laughs> I love it because I thought they were being they were being edgy without knowing they were being edgy.
2: Well, back then it wasn't edgy. That's yeah. the thing.
3: So, so this trauma happened, right. and so then it fast forwards to present time. Oh, I'm sorry. Before I get to that, so when Harry Harry finally stumbles home, Fern's like, "What the fuck happened to our daughter? You just left our daughter here. I found her in the barn." He's like, "She's like, where were you at?" And he's like, "Wasted." And he's like, "I was out drinking. I have no idea what the hell happened." He doesn't care. Life goes on. Fast forwards to the future, and some ga some younger kid, comes up to the um, house where martha is living same house and is like listen your chicken coop's falling apart um and the roof of your house is is about to collapse uh give me some money and i'll fix it up for you because everybody in town basically knows she has money and there's this one scene i'm sorry i, I kind of got ahead of myself so before that happens she goes to a. she's walking to get her like um bread and uh like yeast to make her bread and everything like that mm-hmm. and chicken food and as she's coming back she's like oh i never saw this building before because through the story there's these glimpses of her being a normal person she gets like these glimpses where she's like "Ooh, this is amazing and blah, blah 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 right and i can walk in here oh and she has all these feelings she never felt before and then all of a sudden a wall comes up and she comes turns back to being simple again oh, okay so she goes into the bar and she's like oh I never saw this place before. It's pretty and it's sparkly and the seats are are pretty because they have like vinyl and this, side and everything. So the bartender recognizes her and says, come on down He gives her a root beer and she pulls out this huge wad of cash from like her purse because she's always of around cash because mm-hmm. she doesn't think about it. And these kids, these like local like, you know, kids see her with the money and they're going to rob her. And one of the other kids is like, no, 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 I'm not ro- we're not robbing her. And he's like, come on, Martha, I'll take you home. He's like a good kid. He takes her home. And that's when he takes her home. He sees like her chicken coop about to fall apart and her her stoop about to fall from like her house. And he's like, I'll fix this all up for you. Just give me like a few bucks. He's like, I need work and I could use the money. And you obviously need stuff done that you can't do. And she's like, okay. Cause she's a simpleton. Right. And he shows up the next day, he works on the house and I'm going to skip a little bit, but more or less, he starts feeling like sexually attracted to her for some reason that he can't describe. Weird. <laughs> yeah. And over the course of like a couple chapters, they have sex. Oh no. And it's like,
2: Because she's like 50-something, you said.
3: She's 50, and she's retarded, and she has a messed up, like, weird nose. Face, right. They have sex, and it's, like, passionate. And I don't think they have penetration, but I think they, like, they touch each other. They, like, finger blast and jerk each other and make out and hump and all that shit. And the next day when they wake up, Martha's, like, different and looks different. Doesn't look, like, like pretty, but looks more attractive. Like, her scars are less, and she can actually talk and, you know, all this other stuff. Uh Uh-huh. And he's like, "What the fuck's going on?" So, through the course of the rest of the book, it's basically that younger kid is plotting to take her money. He wants to take her money away the from the kid her. that's helping
2: her. Oh, no, no, no the, the other kid. No, the, the other, other kid. Okay, at the bar. the robber. Okay. Yeah,
3: um, he's plotting to take her money, and he keeps like missed opportunity, missed opportunity, missed opportunity. And so he um, he tries a couple times, and um, the good kid like fends him off, mm-hmm. and he leaves.
2: And do do they keep having sex?
3: They keep having sex, okay. and she keeps getting better. <laughs> right. And for some reason, he doesn't know, like, he loves her. He doesn't want to stay with her for the rest of his life, but he, like, loves her, and she keeps getting better and better and better, and he, like, feels really good about helping her and stuff like that. Yeah. So it cuts into the future. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, into the past again, and it gives you a little more insight into what happened to her. Basically, you find out that she went into the barn where she wasn't supposed to be because that's where her dad slaughtered the animals oh and so he he she went in there and he was burying a like a dead lamb in like this hole he had in there while he was like also like slaughtering like a pig and all this like gore was falling Uh on him he was like covered in blood and he was like kind of like drinking and he got pissed off at her and like got her under the blood and was like pouring the blood on her and everything like that and was screaming at her and kind of like beat her a little bit and then he left and then she was all fucking freaked out and she just took off her clothes because it was like covered in like the blood yeah. and like threw him in the hole with like the dead lamb that was in there and kind of like passed out on the so okay. that's that's what happened well, to, thank her, God to kinda...
2: rape her because i was afraid that's what it was gonna be <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> so there's all this other like um supernatural stuff that kind of happens throughout it with like fern being able to heal people heal people and this that, and the other thing but the main story Cuts back to them and that asshole kid trying to break in again. He gets into the house. Fern is like a normal person now and is like beautiful and doesn't have like any deformities. Mm -hmm. And the kid comes in. There's a struggle and they fight and they're beating the shit out of each other. And he ends up killing the kid. Like it's like shooting him. I can't. God, I can't remember what happens in the the end. The good kid dies. No, the bad kid. The bad kid. Okay. And the good kid goes over to Martha to say like, "Are you okay?" And she's like, "A retard again." (gasps) No. Yeah. And that's how the book ends.
2: Oh, my God.
3: Yeah. Because she saw, like, I the guess, the trauma. trauma again. Right. Yeah.
2: It's like, oh, my God. i sorry. Triggered. That was a really it long... I, I hope no, that was, that I hope was that, really good. I hope it made sense. It, it was did. Like, it made sense. That book was... I mean, that story was really interesting.
3: Yeah. There's, and like I said, there's a lot more that happens in I'm there. I'm going to read them. I'm going to yeah, read them, yeah. There's a lot more that happens in between, like... um, there's a lot of cool stuff that happens with Fern, like her going to like people and healing them and yeah. getting like stories from them and stuff like that. But as far as like the main story arc goes, that's what but happens. But you
2: never, you never figure find out like why she was born deformed. Like, was it a no? It's
3: kind of really, like left up to okay. your, you know, your, for you to just, for you to decide if it was Harry. Was like Harry, was, was Harry right about it?
2: Right, it was like some punishment from God, or was it like some medical explanation for it? Yeah. Oh, super interesting. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to read those. Um, yeah. I loved
3: it. As far as like, I mean, you read
2: it. I mean, you read it so quick. I know the one night you basically finished the entire book. Right? Yeah, it was
3: great. It yeah. was great. I really enjoyed it. And even if you liked hearing me talk about those two stories, and I kind of spoiled them for you, you will still really enjoy reading them. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm, yeah. You didn't. They're short it. and they're sweet. I'm, gonna, I'm excited to read it. Um. Well, I guess it's my turn. Your right? turn. <laughs> I, I have to say that. Um. I'm dreading this a little bit because his okay William Johnstone, which we've discussed previously, William W. Johnstone. Um, I read Cat's Eye, and Jesse read um, Toy Cemetery. Toy Cemetery. <laughs> so you have an idea of what his stories are like. Um, They're batch crazy. This one is, but this one is batch crazy times this a million. This is what you
3: want to do. I want you to stick some peyote <laughs> up, up your asshole, <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: drink like straight up a whole tub of rubbing alcohol, and smoke a fat ass fucking blunt of Kush. Yeah. Then you're going to you're well, going to make
2: sense then and you're going to
3: then you're going to be ready to write a William Johnstone <laughs> novel yeah, yeah. That's the only way.
2: Um, yeah, so I just have to preface this by saying that um, I, what I'm going to tell you, it might not make sense. It's going to be all over the place Listen, because I'm going to do my best. We
3: do our best here. I'm going to do my best. You're going to hear us say we're doing our best <laughs> a lot when it's just me and Steph here trying to describe yeah, books,
2: especially this one because I feel like I did a I did a good job with the last story because it was like a cohesive story, and th- this is insane.
3: Listen, when I did Toy Cemetery, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people were like that story sounded batshit crazy, but I have no idea what happened. You might feel that yeah. way when Steph's done doing. We're going to do the best we can. I know, and I'm, and I'm, I will say. For William Johnstone's books, when we talk about these books, you may think we're spoiling them for you. We're not. No, we're not. Go we're back not. and read them yourselves because we can't obviously give you every little no. piece of awesomeness in, you know, an hour no, that it takes to read a book f- over the course of many hours. Yeah. So definitely still check these books out. If, if something sounds ist- interesting to you, any of these books we talk about, the reason we do this is so you, you'll check yeah, them out. So, we yeah. want you to read these Absolutely.
2: books. Everyone should read The Nursery. I mean, so or that, maybe not after you listen to my And that's what you're about to talk about. <laughs> yes. um, so, i
3: oh, no, talk, talk about the cover of that book real well, quick. Well,
2: this book is 351 pages, so it's a little bit longer than my last my last novel. Um, so, it's called The Nursery. The tagline is, What Are the Children Doing in the Nursery? By William W. Johnstone.
3: Are they 69ing?
2: Uh, they're not. No. I mean, well, not the babies aren't. If I went into a n- children If are. I went
3: into a nursery and babies were 69, I'd be terrified.
2: Yeah. No, these babies live in jars. I'll be like, what's so- going on
0: with these babies? <laughs>
2: Uh, so on the cover is, it's like, um, the outside of a nursery in a hospital. Like, you remember, you remember, like, when they kept babies in nurseries and you'd have to, like, peek through the window at all I the mean, babies? I it's like, watch, what it's, watch but, house or yeah. something like that. And there's
3: going to be things that, like, in, the, in Hollywood, they think this is how, like, medicine works, but right. it does not.
2: Right. They don't really keep babies in nurseries like this anymore. But, so it's like, looking through a window and there's... Uh looks like somebody wearing a surgical gown, no gloves, but a mask you don't holding, hear stuff. holding a baby.
3: There's no such thing as gloves in no. the 80s. Yeah. You just, get, you just get right in there and take that baby out barehanded.
2: And there's a bunch of other babies in beds. And so, yeah. A whole that's bunch it. of
3: babies in, in beds. beds. <laughs> and when she says beds, she means them little in little baby incubators, and, right? No, they're
2: not in incubators. They're in their little little beds.
3: Oh, they're like in bunk beds. <laughs> <Yeah>. Also, <laughs> like, that's not how babies lay. No. <laughs> you do not put a baby in a regular bed tucked in with no, sheets. No, it's
2: really weird. They're
3: in incubators. Um, Even in so, the 80s, they did Do that, no,
2: they didn't. Oh, so yeah, so that's the uh, that's the cover, and uh, I'll read the back. Um, unborn devils, it was a strange, (laughs) eerie sight. Stick 66 thick glass vats, each containing a fetus in the same stage of growth. The unborn rested gently in a clear, heavy solution, eyes closed, arms folded across the chest, feet crossed, waiting for life and birth.
0: I'm just waiting for life
2: or birth living hell they had been taken from their human mothers by force through their veins flowed the blood of evil
3: were they taken by satanists
2: they i mean yes (laughs) that's what every book he wrote is about Satanists. and did they smell like sulfur very stinky well no okay i'll get into that a little bit um through their veins flowed the blood of evil in their hearts sounded satan's song
3: is there butt sex in this
2: yes there's a lot of butt sex thank you uh their fate had been planned Their master chosen. Now they would live forever under the rule of darkness if all went according to plan. And it doesn't. And fast forward, it doesn't go according to plan at all. (laughs)
3: Because there's one Christian soldier. Because
1: God intervenes.
3: God intervenes or or Christian soldier? Because he has
2: a chosen warrior.
3: An onward Christian soldier. I mean,
2: every... Is it Melissa? (laughs) It's not Melissa. (laughs) Um, (laughs) She'll never hear this. (laughs) since, Since you did bring up the smelly Satanist, there are Satanists in this book. They are not ever described as smelly. However, when Satan or his evil henchmen appear... It does smell like sulfur.
1: Okay. It <laughs> so, has to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait, I want to say that I feel like your stories were so, like, serious. And then here I come, and I'm immediately laughing That's because that, this is an insane story. That
3: is the magic of <laughs> favorite acts from hell. <laughs> yes.
2: oh my I want to be you
3: right now, and you could have been me. Yeah. But well, actually, I do think you do an amazing job doing these, so I'm excited to well, hear you talk you. about it.
2: Okay. So, um... I'm going to, okay. So this book has, I don't know what it's actually called. That first page, it's not really a prologue because this book also has a prologue. So
3: it's like a pro prologue. It's like that it's like first. A, how about this? Pre prologue. Pre
0: prologue. Okay. We'll call it the pre prologue. So I'm I don't
3: gonna, know. Lisette probably knows what the real probably name does. is. Lisette, She's like, actually, guys, it's not pre prologue. And actually, you said the prologue was the prologue. It's not the prologue. It's called this. Well, this one is, I mean, it says prologue. Well, I know epilogues so, at the end.
2: Yeah. This has a prologue and an that epilogue. I know. Has both. Okay. Listen,
3: it's a journey, Steph. Yeah.
2: We're, <laughs> it's we're, a learning we're, process. we're learning.
3: Okay, we're learning. <laughs> listen, we're, we're, all
2: I know is science. Listen, okay? all I, I know, know is books.
3: how I can read words. Yeah, but I sometimes I need help with the other things. <laughs> what do we call this part?
2: <laughs> so we're calling this the pre the pre prologue, and I'm going to read this. Um,
3: <laughs> but then you say, just say it was the back of the book, right? Well,
2: okay, no, no, no that's the prologue.
3: Oh, the prologue is the back of the book, right? The, so basically, that's this, a hack job. This book that's a hap, hack job right there. This
2: book begins and ends almost exactly the same way with the pre prologue. Ah. Oh because it's yeah okay i'll just i'm gonna read it just
3: do it i'm ready
2: wait in darkness Betty stood in her bedroom, surrounded by her stuffed animals and other toys. My
0: name's Betty Davis. My vagina looks like
2: oatmeal. <laughs> I hope not, God. Sometimes the animals would come to life and speak to her.
3: Oh my God, again with things coming in life and talking yeah. to them.
2: At night, she let them prowl in the darkness of the town. They killed yowling cats and barking dogs. Oh my God,
3: yowling just reminds me of horny cats yes, walking around right? with gaping butts going,
2: <laughs> Put it in my butt! <laughs> There were not many animals left in Butler, peaceful town. Butler. The room was. Tar- is there a reason
3: it's called Butler?
2: No, I mean, that's just. But there's a
3: lot of butt sex but going there on. butt sex. Okay. Um, okay, Steph. Betty. <laughs> I mean, I get the joke, william Johnstone. Just relax. Yeah.
2: Betty looked at her face in the mirror. She smiled and her young teeth fanged.
0: She's like, she, Look at that photograph. Every time I see it, it makes, makes me, me laugh. laugh.
2: She liked doing that. She could make the fangs come and go at will. There were many other children of her age in town, like her. Many of them. They waited. <laughs> they would wait for weeks or months, perhaps even a few years. Perhaps No one knew exactly how long, except the master. The master assured them that... Evil can spread in secret and darkness.
0: Evil can spread in secret and darkness.
2: (laughs) 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 The master told Betty what she must do. Gather the the young ones.
0: Gather the young ones. Secretly. Do it in silencio. Spread the word of the
2: dark one and wait.
3: What is the word of the dark one? Uh, Put it in the
2: butt. I mean sex.
3: The dark one lives in the butt and the dark one wants you to put it in the
2: butt. He wants all orifice is penetrated.
3: Oh, is it even ear holes?
2: I mean, everything. Even my internal
3: acoustic canal? (laughs) Don't put anything in my ears. It freaks me out.
2: I will revisit. Like I said, the book ends with Betty again, and I'll revisit that later. Betty
3: Davis. Um, From Watcher in the the Woods. woods. This is actually a shared universe.
2: Betty Davis eyes. Um, So, like I said, there is a prologue, and the prologue is essentially the back of the book, but like uh, expanded upon a little bit So okay. So, um, oh, okay. It's, okay. so th- I'm not going to read The whole thing again It starts off talking about How the babies are in the vats uh, In their You know their feet crossed The artificial <laughs> uterus And the fetus Were at Step term fun.
3: Thanks <laughs> for not repeating Their feet crossed Because I just like Had enough well, of that Well because
2: that was like The last sentence I, just, I, had,
3: I was like God, How many times I got to hear about These babies' feet <laughs> Being crossed <laughs>
2: uh, The artificial uterus And the fetus Were at term Head floating The artificial cervix Not yet dilated The unruptured Man-made Amnion intact. The unborn waited for life. Their futures were planned for them. Their master chosen. Okay, I read that already. How do you get these unborn
3: um, babies to life? Do you, do you walk over and just yeah, jizz this on is them? What I don't
2: understand. So they were. Do
3: they need seed?
2: They were. Ex- they were taken from their mothers, right? So like they were taken out of their mothers' womb, uterus. Right. Yes. And they were put in a jar. I put, don't understand.
3: Put, put like in a jar with f- formaldehyde with
2: fake amniotic
3: fluid. But were their legs crossed?
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um and so also i just want to also say that this book is called the nursery and you think that it's going to be about a nursery yeah, i mean i would assume it's like mentioned two times okay okay <laughs> but, but i mean it. it's in there
3: Steph. but that's, that's it but like, it's in times. there two times listen
2: i actually read was reading this book i forgot it was about a nursery because that's how long it went without mentioning the what do you think it was about i'm gonna tell you what it's about But sex i mean there's a lot of sex okay so what it's about is uh the main character when we get
3: to the sex parts be explicit.
2: Oh, I'm gonna read a whole
3: scene. Okay, good, yeah, good, yeah. good. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs>
2: yeah,
3: yeah. Oh um, my god, yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> there oh, but first of all, I want to say that you remember how you with, with your book you said like the way he wrote, it was like he didn't know any children. He never met a child. Oh yes,
3: absolutely. The way
0: he writes, he's never had sex.
3: Uh, he's oh, really? never I mean
0: it's just the weirdest. <laughs> he's like, I put my <laughs> penis into the hole that's posterior to the belly button yeah. and I jammed it right inside that busherly crevasse <laughs> and as I grabbed her tallywinkles, <laughs> it's not that bad it's not that bad <laughs> and it's like I
3: was <laughs> like what's a tallywinkle it's just
2: not it's just weird it's I like Morgan know. Freeman I mean well I watch
3: my rotisserie chicken cheeks just <laughs> watch them clench
2: look at my freckles look look
3: at my freckles on there doesn't that look like <laughs> a herb encrusted but like just bird look at it uh.
2: Yeah. No, I don't want to picture Morgan uh. Freeman having sex He's like an old man
3: But he's married to his cousin I know Like his second cousin He's much
2: younger It's so weird I mean, listen But I thought his cousin I thought it was his great His step-granddaughter Yes That's what it was I mean, That listen, was worse than we thought Sometimes you
3: gotta fuck your granddaughter <laughs> no. When she walks in with her luscious lips Intimidating nope. you Stop He's like, are you trying to charm the cobra? I'm and upset he ju- right and now And he just sits there <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, So the main character in this, st- in this story is uh, Mike Folsom who is a military hero.
3: Of course. He, I mean, that is like part of the... Let's talk about oh, the... Well, we're going to
2: go through at the end. We're going to go okay. through the themes. The, the, William the common jo- themes of William W. Johnston. We're going to
3: call it the template. Yes, he yeah. has this little template. No, no, Steph. System. He does.
2: He does have a system. He has a system. He has a system.
3: <laughs> if you didn't um, watch Toys Made Us Lego... Watch
2: the Lego one. It's amazing. It's the best. The system system um so yeah he returns to his hometown after being away for 25 years uh being in the military fighting in vietnam doing
3: one-handed push-ups doing
2: he's basically like a guerrilla war tactic person he would go and kill people with bare hands oh shit dude he Special was just, ops. oh yeah i don't know he whatever. was still
3: in it um, he, he was like if someone put like if, if sylvester's to learn dolph lundgren chuck norris and, Ar- and Arnold Schwarzenegger jizzed oh, into a cup Jesse. and then dumped it inside of Sharon Stone's vagina he
2: knows martial arts too. of course of course he does you see where he fights somebody and they're like what are those moves and he's like it's fucking kung fu or do, they do like
3: <laughs> Chung Lee, like whoosh, 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 like
2: spinning stock kick
3: and people are like what the fuck was that and he's like
2: haruken <laughs>
3: like just throwing out cheap bullets yes. and shit <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, he returns to his hometown um, immediately. Like knows that things are a little bit strange, right? Um, his parents had died ten years previously, and I, th- I can't remember how they died. I think it was like in a car accident. They died together. However, they died. Did right? it where they
3: holding hands and then they drove Probably. off the cliff?
2: Yeah, like Thumb and Louise.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I always like to imagine Thumb and Louise. They had like their middle finger up each other's assholes. No, I really them, like that, that movie. Uh,
2: anyway. So And then they went Go
3: go gadget helicopter And their heads turned Into helicopters And they flew away Into the sunset
2: So he returns to his town Immediately he has a run in With a cop um, Who It's not like a bad run in But uh, He's one of the good guys You'll find out later And then So he goes to his His his, his, The home of his childhood Right And the house is like um, All like overgrown outside kind of dilapidated and he's like oh man I got like so much work to do he's like looking at the house like planning I'm gonna fix this I'm gonna fix this he walks he goes
3: over over to the house and he just flexes a bicep and then when he unflexes it the house is shown and it's completely fixed
2: (laughs) no but the weird thing is so he goes inside the house expecting it to be in a pretty terrible condition the house is spotless the house is clean everything's in order pantry is fully stocked beer in the fridge tell me right now
3: Steph does he have a midget butler no it's a ghost oh shit (laughs) It's, it's a ghost? Better.
1: It's even better. It's a ghost.
2: Oh,
3: shit. <laughs> um, he likes this. It's funny. He likes throwing in ghosts out of nowhere because it's like, there, when I was reading Toy Cemetery, no inkling of ghosts. Yeah. And halfway through the book, there's ghosts no, having sex. Wait, and I was like, dude, you have to you have to buffer your yeah. shit. Like, no. I need to get used to the fact there's ghosts in the story before you have penetrative sex with ghosts.
2: Well, this is different because the ghosts are introduced pretty early, but then it, he throws fucking vampires in it. Oh, oh does he? No, he <laughs> doesn't. Jesus it. Christ, yes.
3: So, he threw werewolves in the fucking goddamn Toy <laughs> Cemetery. Yeah. This guy... He just Out of is like, nowhere. He's like, you know what happens? He, this is what he does. He's writing the story. He makes shit
1: up as
2: he's going no, no, along. No, no, no. He's,
3: he's, he's writing for maybe like, maybe he writes like, maybe he sits down the writing and he writes like 50 pages. And he's like, I gotta go take a shit break. And he goes into the bathroom, drops off like a fucker. He takes the Browns to the Super Bowl, okay? He's pitching his loaves. Right. He's got some pumpernickel in <laughs> to the toilet. He smells that aroma and he's like, goddamn, I gotta fucking get some cryptids or some goddamn, some kind of zoological beast yes. in this book. How am I gonna do it?
2: It's like you say. Your, How am I gonna do it? Your best ideas come...
3: Yeah when, right? when yeah, when you're shitting. When you're shitting. Yeah, when you're shitting, or when you're in the shower, clean. When I clean my butthole, yeah. I also have a lot of because I'm opening up that fucking that dimensional portal. The
2: crevasse opens, and, and, and then, I open, up,
3: and I open that dimensional portal, yeah. and ideas come from my ass <laughs> to my oh brain. My it's like this succinctness yeah. happens.
2: <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, and then he has a bad run in with a cop.
3: I'm going like, to throw you off a couple of times. You're fine, but you're doing a great job. It's fine. I so, appreciate it. But he
2: has a, a run in with a cop who is a dick, who's an asshole. You're um,
3: a dick and an asshole.
2: And then. And he basically, he's a tough guy, right? So he's always like, I'm fucking Mike Folsom, military hero. I will fucking snap your Does neck. Does he
3: have like a little card he, he pulls out when like, <laughs> when like, police pull him over and it's like, American hero. And he they're should. like, oh shit, okay, you go. But everyone knows him, Listen, he's famous. You don't even have to stop at the red lights. You just run yeah. over all the children's.
2: People know him though, he's famous. Like even though he hasn't been there in 20, people are like, oh my god, Mike Folsom. Does he high five old
3: ladies on the street? No. He's like,
2: oh shit, Mike Folsom. No, and they, you,
3: they flash like their beef at him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, because you're going to find out that everyone's fucking Satanist and
3: oh you know shit. they're all against but not them. mike Folsom. not mike Folsom because he's pure
2: um so he runs into Raina carter who is a super attractive divorcee
3: always 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 it's always a hot vagina yeah. that's just like this
0: hello oh, yeah do you want so, to be inside me but, please thank you live here picture 10 yeah. inside thank you i mean the vagina is always eager
3: it's eager right? beaver
0: so but he Steph, knew-
3: women are all the same only men are different <laughs>
2: he but he knew her when he was younger she's like 10 years younger than him and always looked up to him and had a crush on him and was like in love with him but he was older than her right, right? um so they like they they hit it off they click they make dinner he's plans. like guess
3: listen you're super attractive uh, my balls are hanging down to my kneecaps um <laughs> i'll throw you a bone and have sex yeah. with
2: you no but i can't even tell you how many times this is how she's always described her full her full breast. Okay. And always described how her men's Levi's jeans are hugging her vagina. Bullshit. And showing her crotch. The
3: first time I meet a woman, I say, let me see your report cards because I'm worried about your mind. I don't care yeah. what you look like. Let me see your old report cards.
2: I mean, it's always like, and her womanhood was eating up her jeans, or so, I don't know, not yeah. like that, but basically, like she's camel toe. I always ask a woman
3: to solve a trigonometry question <laughs> on the first date.
2: Oh well, I failed because I don't know trigonometry. And if they don't know
3: it, I'm like, "Shana nah, You could be a beast, but if you solve that question, I'm gonna be inside. But
2: I was like, Jesse, I know science. I don't know math. I mean, but you I know told science. me you
3: knew science, and then I met you, and science was taking it to the base and i was like i'm on board with (laughs) the science
2: uh okay so then he finds out um like i mentioned about the ghost he finds out that the ghost that she okay she shows up it's bonnie roberts he knows her he dated her when they were teenagers and they banged all the time and she's been dead for 10 years.
3: He's like, yo, I've been inside that ghost vagina.
2: But she is the one who who prepared his house. You have to you'll oh figure out... Oh my God, out. these
3: bitches are so clingy to yeah. him. They're even clinging to him in well, the but afterlife.
2: You also, but you'll find out because he's chosen by God. Oh, okay. okay. This is all part of
3: the Praise plan. Praise Jesus. All part of the plan. Praise be. So,
2: um, Raina, him and Raina get together. They have dinner. They get drunk. They eat a lot of food. She starts filling him in on what's been going on in town.
3: I was going to say, they're not going to have sex because... They fuck
2: that night. Ew, even with all that food? They eat a lot of food because it's Southern cooking, no. okay? Ew! <laughs> I know.
3: You don't fucking I know. have sex after Southern cooking. But what are you going to do? Like be on top of her in this sweet potato farting yeah, the whole time?
0: Well, but
2: they also stay up I'm for hours. I'm sorry,
0: baby. I ate too many of <laughs> <in> them yams.
2: <laughs> they talk, but they talk for
0: hours. Uh, they're up the, all night. Oh, shit. The breading on that fried chicken. What Did you use goddamn <laughs> buttermilk? Of course. Holy shit. I feel like I got a leak in my asshole.
2: <laughs> so she fills them in uh, what's been going on. So the teenagers, i mean this is again this is a common theme in his stories yeah, right
3: common very common
2: the satanists go after the teenagers first they draw them in the teenagers are running running rampant they're crazy they're <laughs> fucking everybody they're raping they're Steph, if you're a Satanist, you
3: got to be doing all this yeah
2: That's what's happened her daughter is she's a 15 year old daughter named lisa who is banging the family doctor um, like, among other people and the family
3: doctor's like don't call me daughter
2: <laughs> shut up um so she starts telling him yeah about the teenagers there's a new church in town the church is called um the church of friendship fellowship and faith
3: it should have just been called the new church in town yeah, it would right? have been better
2: so and there's like a there's this businessman becker who came in <laughs> oh my god and they took over Steph, like the town <laughs>
3: i could not come up with a better name for a businessman than becker, becker right? it just sounds like schmarmy.
2: yeah it's like jack we'll the the name of the 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 guy who runs the church is director egan which is like the perfect name for someone Uh, running a satanic church yes um so basically becker like took over the town he built a hospital he built a children's center he built an old folks home there's he closed a lot of roads like there's basically people there are trapped they can't ever leave right and a lot of them are happy to be there because they are also satanist okay they're happy they're having sex with children
3: Uh, they're always having having sex with children
2: uh, people have the same Goats. sex, gender.
3: They get the goat sex. A lot sex of gay sex
2: going on. Listen,
3: gay sex is not satanic.
2: No, but, um, but clearly Johnstone thinks it is.
3: He's like, listen, if you're smoking a man's pole and you're a man, you're a fucking
0: goddamn homo satanist. <laughs> <laughs> call you a um, homo satanist
2: So yeah like no one can leave um and then basically talking about all this they get the hot and passionate they have sex and then they stay They're talking and,
3: about they're, I don't, they're I know, talking about weird. men smoking each other's dicks and they're like listen I'm going to be inside no, your vagina there's right a now. really
2: upsetting part where he when he shows up her daughter is there and her daughter is um coming on to him really strong like oh you want to fuck me want to fuck my young pussy and all this stuff right and her mom's horrified and he's horrified and whatever
3: but he's like at the same time he's like but maybe i do
2: but then so she leaves and then later on rain is like but that kind of turned you on didn't it how fucking weird is that why would i like i'm
3: like yeah you're right and he did he like- was like
2: yeah a little bit <laughs> 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 it's, so, <laughs> it's so upsetting that is
3: the best um, at, least, I mean, at least he was real about it yeah listen so the-
2: There's a lot of um, adults having sex with children. Yeah, a lot. I mean, mean, it's just constant. Well, that
3: was. uh, But how graphic is it? Some of
2: it's graphic. Is it really? Some of it's very graphic. Holy
3: shit! Because in because in Toy Cemetery there was a lot too, but he wasn't graphic. He does
2: basically the the two stories that we read. Does he say like
3: he was inside that five year old stink stink?
2: I mean, not like that.
3: Does he say that? Does he say her stink stink wrapped around his penis like a rubber but see, band?
2: Now I feel I feel like I got to find I gotta find the thing where...
3: Does he say, no, I want to live inside that stink stink. that stink stink?
2: He doesn't say anything about a stink stink. Okay. Anyway, there's a lot of descriptions of semen spilling out of vaginas.
3: I like that. Cream Uh, pie. He's cream pie in it. I mean... If he knew what a cream pie... But when you're
2: talking about a man, an adult man having sex with a 15-year-old, it's weird.
3: I mean, 15... uh, (laughs)
2: No, it's weird. I mean,
3: like when you say kid, I was thinking like younger... It was weirder.
2: Yeah. It, no, but they're young children. Okay. 10, 11 years old. I mean, it's and, all
3: wrong. Yeah. I'm just being funny.
2: Um, okay. So, so I'm being yeah. funny by being not funny. So the church is uh, the church of like Satan. There's, there's everyone in town, except for a handful of people are now dev- devil worshippers. Um, <laughs> of course. They're building an empire, basically. So Becker is like the leader of this and he's with Egan. He's building this dark empire because there's an old one, an ancient one, right? That they're mm. taking care of. And is it
3: cool? It's Do they talk cool. about the old one? The ancient ones, do they, they, they describe could, him a
2: little bit? But he's real in gross. Toy
3: Cemetery. It was just a blob.
2: No, this is not a blob. This uh, he is a penis.
3: He's a penis. He's blob. Fucks children. Oh.
2: The old one fucks children. Um, so he's like this old. They don't get a lot of description, but it's basically this old, shri- weird, shriveled creature. And he's they have. I guess periodically the old ones have to go into a hibernation mode, where then they return to their. F- true form i don't know what the true form is they don't ever talk about it it is See, approaching
3: he always has these glimpses of things someone's going to be cool, cool and he just fucking yeah. he doesn't talk about the thing that's cool because he wants to talk about Satanists washing their buttholes yeah and how I they know. don't wash their buttholes enough
0: i mean it's yeah. like dude
3: you have something good that you can work with and he here yeah. and he's just like but but guys seriously the satanists they don't wipe properly
0: and they got skin <laughs> marks just their underwear is just a big old skin
1: yeah
2: I don't know. So, this, so Becker, basically, he's like protecting the old one, and the old one's time of hibernation is approaching. They don't call it hibernation, but that's essentially what it is. It, it's um, going to hibernate
3: to come out of its cocoon.
2: Yeah. You find out, because well, it's a weird when thing. When it comes is out it, of its
3: cocoon, it's Ricky Martin, isn't but, it?
2: The thing is weird, because when And it
3: intimidates everybody with Latin but, dancing. <laughs>
2: When it goes into its hibernation mode, which it does at the end of this book, um, it does he wraps it in a cocoon. And he wraps it in a cocoon with a girl, a young girl impaled on its penis.
3: Hold on. Oh, that's inside the cocoon. In the
2: cocoon. And two other people that he can eat.
3: Well listen, when you're making so a weird. when you're making a wrap though, you want a lot of different flavors within the wrap. Yeah. You don't just want all turkey.
2: And perpetual penis in vagina. You
3: want some roasted tomatoes in there, <laughs> some fucking Dijon, some maybe you slice up some fucking kale. What's some layers yeah. in there?
2: You need, yeah. I need Spl- you. need variety. Sprinkle right? some flax seed in there for some textures. crunch. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, the, right. cre- the creamy and the crunch.
2: So we find out that Becker is he's practically immortal. He's a warlock and a bloodsucker. And by bloodsucker, I think he's a vampire. Is
0: he a warlock like the guy from Warlock
3: and Arachnophobia with the baby doll hair? What's his
2: name? C- Lambert Christopher Lambert? Lambert. Christopher
3: Lambert. Who's that? Lambert.
2: Lambert. Um, he seems
3: like son. Of, like I don't know. Is that his name? His hair is I the ver- so. is like a version of like. The yogurt whips that people eat. What
2: about Julian
0: Sands?
3: Yeah, Julian. That's him. Yeah.
0: yeah. Hi, um, my <laughs> name's Julian Sands. Check out my hair. It's like a yogurt whip. It is. <laughs> like someone whipped my hand to a yogurt. It's got a little wave in it.
2: Um, yeah. So then we like you know there's this there's like this ongoing ramping up of violence and. Um, Mike and Raina gather together uh, all the remaining normal people in town, which is only like a handful of people. Because well, only who are not Satanists. Because the rest are Satanists. Yeah. Right. Um, Mike, we find out Mike is a cho- is chosen by God. Everyone keeps saying to him like you are God's warrior and he's like, Man, I'm not God's warrior, and then all of a sudden he's like, Yeah, I'm fucking God. But meanwhile warrior.
3: he's wearing a t shirt that has Jesus on it with thumbs up. Yeah. And it's like and, <laughs> and you have like a and his birthmark is like on his stomach, Steph's not talking about it, but it's Jesus giving thumbs up. Oh, it totally is. It's like a birthmark. Jesus. Yeah.
2: It's by Jesus. Um and then they're also they kind of throw in that there are um so there's ghosts, right? Bonnie's a ghost. His parents have also come back as ghosts, and they end up helping him out a little bit at one point. That's not fair. It's not fair. That's no, not fair. And then there's when these someone's two-
3: dead, your ghost doesn't come back to help you.
2: the, the one cop and that, clean I, your house. that I mentioned in the beginning who was like kind of an asshole, he ends up being turned into a vampire. And so then there's these two vampires who walk around and they have sex with a woman. A double teamer.
3: But why does vampires come into the equation?
2: I don't know why. Because why not? Because because Becker's a vampire and he turned these other guys into vampires. I don't fucking
3: know. He's like that's when I was taking my number two pumper nickel of the day and
0: I came up with the vampire plot of the I mean, story arc.
2: You gotta do it, right? So, no two. So Raina's daughter, like I mentioned, she was like out of control, out having sex with all these people. Um, she ends up be- being saved and going back to God. She goes back to Jesus because she never fully pledged herself to Satan, so her the, the hold was not like unbreakable. So she ends up like joining up with her mom and with Mike and um and then oh the other remember the first the very first cop that he runs into I said would like ends up being a good guy. His name is Ted Bernard, and the only reason I'm going to mention him, Ted
3: Bernard, Bernard. How do you remember both of his names?
2: How do I? You because, get points. I know because it's like a because it's like a, such a generic like I'm an FBI agent kind of name. Do you think?
3: Ter- Terry Bernard is two first Ted, names. Ted Bernard. It's two first names. Yeah. Um, Your last no one's last name is Bernard.
2: So he he like joins up. So he's a cop, but he leaves like the force because everyone's corrupt in town, right? They're all Satanists, and he joins up with Mike and this band of God fearing people. So it's basically like and, fucking
3: Arnold Schwarzenegger and Dylan.
2: Well, here's the thing: is like he's like kind of a weird dude, and he's, he's very like
3: false
2: you <laughs> son of a bitch! Ah! I mean basically. And when they but, fucking
3: when their arms connect, their birthmarks actually connect and they make a fucking outline of Jesus on the crucifix. Yes.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's with the tears. And that then connected. on one side it says know.
3: he died, and then on the other guy's arm it says for our sins. Yeah. <laughs> And they look at each other like
2: mm, so, so he never says it, but it's he's imply he implies that he's a government agent. We don't know what government agency. Oh, he does actually say something about some paranormal bullshit. I don't know some agency that doesn't even. exist. Oh, he exist. works.
3: He works for TAPS.
2: It doesn't even exist. TAPS. Um, but I'm going to just mention him now because it, it comes back. He works at this
3: place where all they they go into like dark basement, dark basements, and they're just like, did oh, you he- did you, did, hear did that? you hear that? Oh, what well, walking <laughs> walking this corner?
2: <laughs> like I used to watch the tap show. It, isn't about- that
3: corner really cold, guys? Guys. The temperature just fluctuated point zero 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 one degree. I'm sorry, I just busted ass. <laughs>
0: you goddamn it, Mike! I told you no no fluctuate. I'm actually
2: I'm actually embarrassed by how much I liked that show when it first came I out. I told
0: you how many times do I gotta <laughs> tell you no chalupas before we go, son? <laughs>
2: Um, okay, so, the, you know, this this battle is ramping up. The teenagers now are, like, armed on corners in this town. They start crucifying old people from the old oh, folks'
3: home. I mean, I li- I feel like that every day. When right? I when I drive down the street, um, I'm like, you should be crucified, oh, old person. You should be crucified because you're taking 18 minutes to cross the street. And your pants are pulled not high enough because it looks like your butt crack showing. But they
2: are literally crucifying them. And I though.
3: don't want to see your stink stink.
2: Remember I said I was going to describe a sex... Oh, yes. The first sex scene between Mike and um, Raina. Okay.
3: Is it bad? Is there going to be passion in this?
2: There's a lot of passion.
3: Okay, let's hear about this. Um, I want to hear how Jesus people fuck.
2: So let's see. <sighs> she laughed at him and then knelt down. Oh, that's and a no-no right no no right there. Unbuckled. Don't f- ever laugh
3: at me when <laughs> we're in the bedroom. I swear to God.
2: <laughs> unbuckled his trousers, pulling them from his muscular legs. They're oh, cool. he. It's all. Everyone talks about how, go, how good looking he is, how much he's in shape. He's just sinewy muscle and meat.
3: Also. Pants.
2: Right. Not three trousers. trousers right.
3: No one fucking says trousers. It's not nineteen ten, William Johnstone. Even when you wrote this book, it wasn't nineteen ten. No, it was nineteen eighty three. Okay, just relax um, with the trousers.
2: Next came is shorts. I mean I guess boxers. Who calls them shorts. Uh, he was
3: wearing, <laughs> and then after he, she pulled down the shorts, there was another pair of jeans. <laughs> and there's like, right. oh my God, that's why you're so muscular. You're wearing 14 okay. pairs of denim. This is
2: where it gets juicy. Denim
3: on denim on denim on denim. Like 18, <laughs> 18 zippers to get your dick out. It's like a, you put your dick through a hole. It's like a chainsaw. There's so much fucking like <laughs> shit chewing at your dick.
2: <laughs> um. <clears throat> His maleness sprang free, oh, hard yeah. and swollen. I mean,
3: I always tell Steph, "Are you ready for my maleness?" Because <laughs> I mean, it's about to grow—at least four inches.
2: She grasped the hot muscle, working the foreskin back.
3: Oh, who is it, ew! Who is circumcised. I mean, first of all, if he's for G- Jesus, wants everybody—they want, don't, right? they don't, they don't want that little stink stink. No. <laughs> ha- cut away the stink stink, so your penis doesn't stink stink. Then
2: she lowered her head and nibbled and nipped gently with mouth and tongue.
3: Oh, she gave him a breath. <laughs> She fucking pressed that shit. She just fucking pulled off that shit like a fucking piece of crystal.
2: Mike thought the top of his head would fly off.
3: Like his dickhead or no, his, his head? head no, his head. Because it was
2: like the passions was too great. When the sweetness of her mouth took him, the sensation in his mind was of crystal shattering. Who oh my f- God. i right? saying. It, this guy never had sex. Crystals
3: ever. shattering.
2: They were on the big bed and his shirt was gone. He could not remember taking it off or what he did with it. He didn't care. His mouth found a nipple in the instinctive mother seeking way of man.
3: I'll tell you something right now. When something feels really good, you don't think about anything. Ooh. It's blank. Yes. That's when you know something that's really good. When your mind just empties and all your brain fluid leaks out of your <laughs> ear hole, like just fucking brain jizz. Yes. That's how you know it's good.
2: Um, she lifted a heavy breast to his lips, suckling him, now, now, now. moaning as his tongue and now, 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 now. lips tightened and swelled the nub now, now. of life.
1: Now. Oh no! Describes
2: a nipple as the nub of life. It's Nobody. The,
3: <laughs> it is the nub of life, though. Steph, Can that be the name of our new band? Yes,
2: nub of life. Okay, again, let's just listen to this. This is insane. His hand found her downy wetness, and a finger sought entrance. <laughs>
3: Downy? Yes. Well, I don't know. What does downy mean? Like just like damp?
2: Like it has, I guess I the hair. I thought of the, the snuggle bear. The downy bear. hair. Right, the uh, soft downy hair of her bush. Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, I went
3: down there and I saw the snuggle bear of her pussy and, then, and it looked like Melissa from the podcast. The, the,
2: the next sentence, the way he describes a vagina, it's like he doesn't know.
0: There was okay. a flap here and a flap no. there and I felt like I was going inside of a tent
3: that held 10 people.
2: The folds parted. And the finger plunged into satin darkness, his thumb working at and inflaming the clitoris.
3: (laughs) (laughs) He was getting the clitoral pulse. It was getting inflamed.
2: I can't wait, she said, and mounted him, guiding him into her, crying out as his long bulk filled her. (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't even know if I want to keep reading this. Oh, my
0: God. It's like you're back in an 18-wheeler up into me, false
2: I mean, they basically... Okay. With her hands on each side of his waist, she worked up and down on him. Yeah. Tears rolled yeah. down her face, yeah. streaking the beauty as the climax gripped her and shook her in a oh. firm but gentle hand.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm stroking it.
2: She bit short a howl of pleasure and then decided to to hell with it. Yeah. She screamed as one climax followed another. Ah. The juices flowed from her, wetting Mike's belly as he gripped her buttocks with his big hands, holding on for the duration. Like, what? Uh, Oh, he felt as though he was trapped in a willing snare of wet heat as she plunged downward, taking all he offered her.
0: (laughs) Okay, okay, Steph, it's time for a toilet break. Johnstone's got to go take another plopper. Oh, my God. I, feel I gotta like, go take a John Plopper. Okay, there's
2: a whole other paragraph I'm not going to read, but then it's Mike could hold back his own boiling juices no longer.
0: He's like, hold on, I'm going to pinch my dickhead until the cum <sighs> goes back down. Hold on, let me pinch it. Let me pinch my dickhead. Oh, she, okay, I'm ready again. She
2: fitted her mouth to his just as he erupted in a hot burst, his semen filling her, spilling out on bare skin and damp, rumpled sheets.
0: Don't you dare waste that juice. That's (laughs) Jesus juice.
2: Like, oh my, it's a semen always. I'm
0: going to get a Kleenex. Don't you dare. This is Jesus frosting. Let me lick it up. (laughs) Uh, Jesus uh, frosting. It's like, mm, actually, it tastes like Rita's water ice vanilla custard. Oh man, so
2: oh, there's a, there's another scene too where they're basically at the church and they're torturing a young girl. I think she's like 16 years old, and she tried to leave the church and go back to to Jesus. And they caught her, and they're torturing her, and they stick they stick something on her butt. I mean, listen, so there's a lot of things in listen, like butts. That's it's what I'm a, it, saying.
3: It's okay to jump around and make yeah. no sense. It's I know, okay. I know. It's okay to throw that um, in there, and I didn't have no bearing <laughs> on the story whatsoever. <laughs> it
2: Doesn't, but there's just a lot of butt stuff. So I wanted to mention that more butt stuff. Um,
3: Seth, I'll never tell you. You haven't given me enough butt stuff. You'll never hear that out of my mouth. When
2: Lisa is trying to... I mean,
3: some iTunes reviews may say, Jesse talks too much about buttholes, but I will never say it to somebody else. I I will say, you haven't given me enough of the anus. We all have a butthole. And I need more information about what's going on with that fucking starfish.
2: So also when Lisa is trying to seduce Mike... She tells him that no one has ever had her butthole, but she'll let him have her butthole. No, she doesn't say it like yes, that. But she's like, no one's ever taken me in the butt,
0: but Does I'll she say it like give that? you my butt. I don't know. I don't remember how she said it exactly. I would think
3: she would say it like this. No one's
0: taken me in my Cadbury egg <laughs> before or my chocolate Easter bunny. <laughs> no one's taken me there before. Will you take me to Willy Wonka's? Chocolate <laughs> no. factory? Uncle Joe? <laughs> I'm going to call you Uncle, Uncle Joe. Joe. no. Well, when you're in there, I'm going to call you Uncle Joe. And you can... Well, I want you to pretend you're having a heart attack when you're porking my butthole. <laughs> and then when you die on me, I'll say, you have the golden ticket. And then that's when you're allowed to come. No. And this you have up, to... Stop, this
2: is really upsetting. And I
0: want you to come in my chocolate. <laughs> oh. I want you to come in the chocolate factory
2: um Okay, so like I mentioned, like it's ramping up. They're they're fighting. There's like a the war starts going on. um Man, this
3: this is like Braveheart.
2: It really is. So he he basically he goes out. He starts killing people. He starts has shoot offs. Like I mean, shoot offs. That was a really that's really dumb. What does that mean? I don't
3: know. You well, said they're it. they're shooting people. I can't control the words that well, you say. He's
2: like he kills all these like cops. He kills like the chief of police or whatever. It's a showdown. Um, a show right showdown. It's a shoot off. He goes to the nursery where the, all the demon babies are in jars. And he short, he sees the babies look at him and they're like, eee! and their fangs come out. So he shoots all the babies in the jars. You gotta. He should have
3: he should have saved the baby broth though, because the lost uh, stem cells in there again. I mean, yeah. You can use it on your face. I would just export all that baby juice.
2: Use it on stro- Raina so her boobs stay great forever. I would
3: ship it straight to Korea <laughs> oh. and say
2: penis facials, I'll
3: be do, do it up with do what you got,
2: yeah. Um, so then he goes and he goes to, to confront Becker. Um, at this, he has like a compound that's right outside of town, and uh, he kills a bunch of people there. He throws holy water on Becker, and Becker's like, Before he does that, Becker's like, It doesn't matter, I'm gonna be back because he's like immortal. He's like, I'll be back, I'll be back in some form, I don't know what form that's be. what he says when the, he
3: does. When the holy water I'm him. And then
2: he throws holy water at him, and then he disappears in a bunch of smoke and ash. And so then he, he looks around the The whole mansion, and then he finds the room where the old one is. Mm -hmm. And when he goes in there, the old one, like, wakes up. See, he's disturbed from his cocoon slumber. He wakes up, and he shoots the, kid, the the body is still on the penis they describe that how the body falls off the penis oh it's
3: all rotted
2: it's yeah because he was wrapped up and they wrapped up in the cocoon and um the, the old one wake like, wakes up and Becker He's like
0: you better wrap me up in my fleshlight
2: un- unloads his gun on him throws holy water on him kills, and he kills him I mean I don't know if he's all dead though is it, it
3: anticlimactic?
2: it's kind of anticlimactic didn't you want bit.
3: to see some great reveal at the end
2: I did well though because I'm not done yet because okay. there's still shit that happens No, mean like with
3: the old one though with the old
2: one he's yeah, gone right it, I like that's what happened in the the other book that I read, their old ones were in there too, and it was just kind of like, Yeah, and then they're done. You know, it's like, all this build up for what? It's you like know? the old
3: ones really aren't the problem. Humanity is the problem. Yeah, exactly. And if you don't love Jesus, you're going to so H E double stocky You
2: are going to hell. I mean, that's true. So then, so when he kills the old one, all the teenagers in town are suddenly back to normal. They're like, Oh, I feel so funny. Oh, God, why am I naked? Oh, my God, who did I have sex with? Who is my f- ball? I feel so
3: funny because my asshole's gaping <laughs> and it's the size of a watermelon. Yeah,
1: basically.
2: And what is
3: all this stuff in my ass? Uh, And why am I so stinky? (laughs) And why is my stink stink so wide? And why is it? Why do I have a fucking goddamn inverted asshole?
2: Now this is where it actually. This is where it gets batshit.
3: Why is my butthole hanging like a slinky?
2: um this is when john stone took another poop and came up with some crazy ideas he's
3: like let's see
0: hmm maybe i'll add some arachnids the size of a fucking building that come yeah. up at the end from the I ground mean, not, and then we'll call them satan spiders not that crazy satan spiders stuff so
2: mike dry he leaves the compound he drives back into town and when he arrives in town there are people everywhere hundreds of people frozen in place just in the streets in the middle of a handshake getting into a car <laughs> in the middle seriously, of a high five high five so, like, it's in described. the middle of
0: dylan
2: dylan you son of a and they're like um, oh Marcus! so then he so he goes back he's like what the fuck's going on he goes back to the house Raina's there and Raina fills him in on what's happened since he's been gone soon as he left ted bernard the agent whatever gone vanished he's he disappeared um is
3: he in league with satan
2: you'll find out he is um he's not but Answer. He, he was formerly knew um, it i fucking
3: so knew it you don't ever trust a man called Ted first Bernard. name first name i know
2: um so there was also um i didn't mention him yet but he actually had a pretty big part in it Te- uh, father grillet grillet i don't know how you say his name but anyway he um he sounds
3: french he was i don't trust him
2: you know the, he was a good guy cuz he was like the mm-hmm. he was still like you know with jesus quote unquote and he led the other church the good jesus church in town <laughs> um <laughs> the
3: good jesus yeah. church but it wasn't a place i would go he, to a church if it was called the, the good Christ jesus <laughs> <laughs> cuz i would but, be like This place, listen. You can do no wrong.
2: He wasn't like a priest because it wasn't a Catholic church because he was married. He had a wife named Nikki. And throughout this whole story, like they every time you see Nikki, she's just like a horny beast. Man, she's I like, want to meet this woman. Yeah, she's like, oh, I cannot control my passions. And she sees Mike and she's like immediately thinking about like, oh God, I would like to have his she penis was in like, my vagina. She
3: was like watching him and yeah. then they looked over and she was like scooting on the rug with a <laughs> yeah, vagina. Exactly. And he's like, but, yeah, something's the matter with yeah, your like, cat. That's she, my wife. She
2: really loves her husband, but she also had like a couple of affairs because she's very sexual. And he's like, oh once a week, honey, in missionary position, and she's like, "No, but I need it all the time." It's so my she's butt. like,
3: "So he's like the the guy from Boogie Nights that's always watching his wife." Yes, talk. yeah. And he's like, "God damn it, bitch!"
2: So, the, but you find out that she, so she's the one who gets double teamed by the vampires, and they turn her into a vampire. Oh, but
3: she likes it though. She loved it. Okay, but
2: she turned. They turn her into a vampire. So while Mike is out doing this god battle, she he, she's like like full vampire, and he's like, "I got to kill her." So they he fights her, and they die together. Right. Um, and that's important because I'll get back to that later on. This is almost over. I'm wrapping it up here. Um, so Mike calls in, he finds that all this shit's happening. Well, he, you said later, so I
3: anticipated at least 45 minutes. it's no, more It's, not more it. it's oh, just okay. like five more minutes. Okay.
2: So Mike calls in all the military, his peeps, to come in and like fucking figure out what this is crazy shit. All he's, these dead people he's in this like, town. going to
0: wash the saneness off this goddamn yeah.
2: street. <laughs> so the military show up. Um, Mike and Raina get married, they're in love. They've known each other again for like a day and they're fucking in love. Oh, but also Mike, when he gets back to the house, he's like looking at the clock and he's like, that's really weird. They're frozen in time. Steph, when you
3: meet a man whose cum tastes like Jamba Juice, Yeah, you fucking no, use, you, Jess, you, you, are you lock it down. But are you paying attention to me? Yes. Okay,
2: they are f- basically time stopped when he arrived back in town. Yes. Okay, time stopped. Time stopped. So the military comes in and they're like, we don't know what is going on. This is crazy shit. We don't know how to unfreeze these people who are in the middle of high fives in the street and they don't know what to do. So Mike goes over and he's like, I'm just going to go and touch somebody. He's like,
3: let me try something. I'm going to put my finger, hold on. Let me lick my finger. <laughs> hold on, I'm going to suck on <laughs> no. my finger. Let me suck on my finger. Leop, leop. Yep. Okay, I know this guy Frank. Walk over to Frank. Somebody pull down his trousers for me. Make sure they're all okay. Now pull down his second pair of trousers. Okay. Now pull down his shorts. Okay. Now pull down oh, those no. denim. Pull up. Pull down those <laughs> denim jeans. You got them all down now. You got them down. Okay. I could see that. Ba- his, no. I, could, I could see his rumpled stills. Skin. hold on. I'm gonna lick my finger again for goodwill. Blah, blah, blah. And we do another lick for Jesus. Little. I'm going right to stick
1: it
2: right up. I'm
3: going to stick it right up his male coochie. We call that the butthole.
2: Yeah. Get right in. I mean, I that, that'll that wake up. anybody up.
3: Watch him.
0: Watch him. Yeah. I, I get right. <laughs> there. Get, when you Stop. get to the prostate, get in. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, milk that prostate. <laughs> get him in. No, so he walks over and he touches one of the guys, and the guy comes too. And oh, the, of course. The guy's looking around. The guy's like, oh, hey, Mike Folsom. I recognize you. You sure look old. He's like, hey, and Folsom. Mike- I
3: remember. And he's like, that's right, Folsom. And he does like yeah. a flex of a bicep.
2: Well, Mike's like, yeah, it's me. What what year is it? And the guy's like, Oh well it's nineteen seventy two. Okay. he's like So He's
3: like it's nineteen twenty two.
2: They have the people in the town basically have been frozen for ten years. He's like, obsessed
3: with time shit. He yeah. did the same thing in his fucking Toy Cemetery. His
2: parents died ten years ago. Okay, when he goes back. That's when all the shit goes down. Bonnie Roberts died 10 years ago. The people in town got frozen 10 years ago. That's when the Satanists took over. And now everyone is like still back in 1972. This doesn't make any sense because they, they all have had children. This, he
3: should have called this book 10 Years a Dirty Satanist.
2: Okay, then it, I'm going to keep... This is crazy. I'm going to keep going because... You said it was it, almost done. It's almost done. But it turns out that Ted Bernard doesn't exist. The military looks into it. They're like, there is no Ted Bernard. He was a person and he was in the military, and he was a Satanist, but he left the Satanic Church, but then he was pulled back into the Satanic Church, but then he left again. He died 10 years ago too. It was his ghost that came back I guess to help Mike in the battle okay. of good and evil.
3: You know what we call that? We call that cheap writing. Right. Okay,
2: no more. There's was more cheap writing. Also turns out, there is no priest by the name or, or pastor by the name of Father Gillett. Oh, I Grillett, mean, I could have Grillett. told you that. He was a person. When they look him up in the history books, he was alive in 1880. And at that time, his wife Nicole was seduced by a vampire, and he tried to kill her, and he, he failed, and she was she had to walk the earth for a- eternity
3: for a couple days, for eternity at least. And
2: so he was also you have to not walk the earth.
3: You're, listen, you're dead for all eternity, or at least three days.
2: So I mean, does that story make any sense to you? It is the most convoluted story. That's how um, it ends. Happily ever after. People are getting their lives back together. Ghosts are not walking the streets anymore because they're back.
3: There's one thing I have a problem with, Steph, that you <laughs> didn't quite describe to me. What's that? Why do people wear trousers and <laughs> shorts?
2: shorts? I feel like that probably didn't make any... And I feel like I left so much out.
3: Yeah. No, I mean, I, listen, he, I, you know, I got you've
2: it. Read, you've, read, you've, read, he, you've read one of his books. He crams so much information into every single I mean, Listen, page.
3: he's not a good writer. This is what he does. He'll talk about someone drinking coffee and eating a sandwich. 18,000 times yes. in between adding shit like, and then a vampire came, then they had a hot cup of coffee and a sandwich, then a dirty Satanist came and had sex in his butt, and a vampire werewolf ghost came, and then they had a coffee and a sandwich, <laughs> and on the other side of town, someone was drinking decaf and was eating a ham sandwich.
2: But it's it's just funny, like, uh, so many times, like I said, they, they he describes the same things over and over again how her crotch is just so apparent in her tight jeans, how like Mike a, doesn't believe, Mike does not believe that you are a true man unless you are in the military. She
0: came into right? the goddamn, in, in, she came into the saloon and her jeans were so tight that her labia looked like a stegosaurus.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's it like... It
0: was so pronounced. <laughs>
2: it's like, I got the idea the first time you described it. She
0: walked into the room and her jeans looked like a rhinoceros. Oh, oh
2: another, thing, another thing that I didn't mention was that basically, God won, but not for real. Because this is this ongoing battle that'll go on for, for centuries, because it's a game that, that God and Satan play.
3: She
0: came into the room, <laughs> and her butt looked like the butt that I wanted my oh, baby to come out he of. He
2: talks about her butt all the time, too. I mean, it's just like this great ass in a pair of tight jeans. She
0: walked into the room, <laughs> and I wanted to build a log cabin right around her asshole, so every time Wait. she farted, it would heat my log cabin Yeah, with I mean, her farts. I know.
2: Oh, and I, I was going to go back to... Uh, so, like I said, it, it, the book ends with uh, Betty, the girl from the beginning who's a vampire child. She um, walked
0: into the room, and it looked like that her vagina could hold... A whole oil tanker full of semen.
2: I mean, it, it basically is the same thing that I that I already read, but then it's like, Betty turned from the window. Her pretty mouth was fixed in a smile. Her teeth were nice and even and very white. Perfect. Time to go down and kiss mommy and daddy goodnight. It was easy after a time. Just a little kiss on the neck. A little taste. There were lots of parents like hers and Butler. Now. Tomorrow she would talk with her little friends at their secret little meeting place. Time to gather the little coven to make their little plans. It was such fun. And it was time to plan, because Colonel Mike Folsom and Reina and Lisa were returning to Butler next week. The prince had told her so, and they had to be dealt with soon. Yes, perhaps a homecoming would be arranged for the colonel. A strange homecoming. I think that what we need to do is we need to discuss the Johnstone method, system, System, as they say. And just the common themes and all in the three stories that we've read. All
3: right, so Jesus.
2: Jesus. Against Satan. Against Satan.
3: Attractive females. Always. With not even a flaw in their body. No. Not even a fucking speck of cellulite. No. And
2: they're there to not serve, even, to even serve a snaggleto- man.
3: Not even one snaggle no. tooth. No. Not even one crease. Not even one crow's foot on their fucking right. face
2: <laughs> god guns and country that's what i wrote down yes um you are not a man unless you serve your country in the military yep um add some
3: kind of you gotta add some creatures in there yeah, always. and always old ones
2: always old ones ancient ones and never
3: describe the old ones in an interesting way because no. you don't need to because guess what you're about to talk about yeah. ass sex again
2: but i mean say but you know evil satan satanism butt sex homosexuality what else? I think... Heavy metal music. I th- this all what, together. They all go a group together.
3: I think when William Johnstone takes a shit, he's so terrified to touch his own asshole because he's afraid he might... He, he might, might become gay. He might enjoy it that he actually like has a long fucking mop. <laughs> like one of those mops with like the hair on it. Yeah. And he uses that to wipe his butthole <laughs> so he doesn't... So he can stay as far away from his asshole as possible.
2: I think that's probably true. Yeah. I do. I, I just like... He's I like, love like, and everybody anime. comes into
3: his house all the time and they're like, What the hell's that smell? And he's like, "That's my shit mop." Hanging <laughs> up in the bathroom. If you need it, feel free. Like my shit knife. It's, I mean,
0: like it's a good thing to have because it keeps you, keeps you and your asshole at least eight feet away from each other at all
3: times.
2: You know, it's like I, I'm almost interested in, to like read his some one of his westerns to see what they're like.
3: Yeah, because I feel like all of his. But they're prop. But but seriously, like think about it though. A lot of this stuff can cross over to a western. Yeah, easily. that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, maybe not just, the
2: Satanist, but it's probably like you know
3: God fearing bullshit. Yeah, it's God fearing bullshit.
2: Ugh, I don't know. I'll probably read more of his books. He has a I mean, format that he
3: uses for sure, and I feel like a lot of the stuff you talked about with the kids, like the kids were plotting and stuff like that, that was a lot of stuff that was also in Toy Cemetery They didn't really talk about it because it was like kind of separate to the main story, but yeah. there was always kids plotting with other kids for satan and, right. and joining in their little coven and all this yeah thing. so like i mean he has this thing that he uses obviously and he just kind of tweaks it a little bit every time and right. just adds something else in there to listen this guy was writing at such like a, a insane pace
2: prolific as fuck like is what i would say
3: i mean it's it's hard to i mean i think they said like he could write a book like in four weeks yeah Which, like, if you're writing, I mean, listen, it's, I mean, not that that's, like, an uh, an unheard of thing to do. I'm sure, like, Stephen King writes, like, 400 pages in his sleep. But, like, to keep cranking out, like, stories and stories and stories and stories, they're not going to differentiate all that much.
2: I just, like, with this book in particular, I'm just really curious why he decided to be so um, graphic with the sex when he didn't What year did you say that was from? This is from 83.
3: Yeah, so that's that's like early on. So maybe yeah. he was just trying to be like, and
2: maybe he toned it down. Maybe,
3: later. maybe I don't want to like throw things out there because I don't really know. But maybe that was one of like the more. Maybe that was one of his first horror yeah. things he was doing. I'm, I mean, I'm interested. So he wanted yeah. to like. Maybe he wanted to just like stand out more, you yeah. know. And he maybe kinda of pulled it back a little bit because like Toy Cemetery, I believe, was like eighty five, I wanna say. Right. And like yeah, I
2: don't remember what my I other feel like book that was.
3: like had stuff where he touched on shit like that, but it was more like he had sex with like a fourteen year old and he woke up the next day next right. to him.
2: No, this is like I mean I didn't I did not even get into half of it, but it's like it's graphic. So it's just weird to me after That's, reading that That other is book. one
3: of the more sought after paperbacks from hell too. Uh, it's one of the ones that people wanna read. The most. I mean it's
2: not good. You should read it But at the but same it's time It's enjoyable I'll yeah. say
3: my books Were actually in real life good And you should read them But that book as well it, Even though you say It's not good You no, should everyone, probably you should Read it as read it it well
2: Because it's, it's insane Yeah it's insane um, So let's talk
3: about Real quick um, What our next books are Yeah
2: I'm uh, I'm reading a book Called uh, Vampire Junction And I'm excited That I'm reading An actual vampire book
3: um, What is the synopsis Of it real quick Just say what It's it,
2: about uh, A child vampire Who becomes a rock star
3: guy okay. <laughs> yeah. that's all you got to say well
2: and remember when we went to that bookstore in Ohio the reason I decided to read this one is because the guy who was like checking the guy the owner was like ringing us out and, right, he was right, like, right. and he was like oh this is a good one and I was like well fuck I'm reading this book then if you would have saw this guy
3: you would have took every word he said <laughs> yeah. with a, with either a grain of salt or as if it was the gospel yes
2: so I we, took it as gospel
3: as gospel because yeah. <laughs> yeah. he was sitting in a fucking goddamn bookstore looked like the roof was gonna collapse in on his head at any time yeah and he was gonna get swallowed by a sandworm and he
2: had a, he had a shop cat so you know
3: that shop cat was awesome but massively obese Uh, yeah it was
2: obese Um, yeah well thanks for joining us and until next episode say you
3: love
0: Satan because of the end of civilization the clamp cable network now leaves the air we hope you have enjoyed our programming but more importantly we hope you have enjoyed life